my internet is being sketchy. All right, we are live, people. All right, I wasn't sure if it was ever going to go because uh, my internet's a little sketchy, but uh, we are here with one of the great minds in the Green Bay Packers uh, media, I guess you could say now. Your, your credential, like uh, Andy Herman is joining me uh, live over here. So uh, you got credentialed. When did this happen? Because, like, actually, I'll, uh, before we get into that, a, a friend of mine at at work listens to pack a day podcasts religiously like he's a supervisor so he has an office and all that i go in there and, and he's always listening to pack a day podcasts That's and awesome. i was like yeah you know so i was like yo you know i have a podcast <laughs> i podcast too and he's like yeah i know and i was <laughs> but he he listens to like every like uh so, so for the people who are watching I, I i have a banner here for you especially for you pack a day podcast you guys do a podcast every single day, like <laughs> let's let's get it. no, but uh, pack a day podcast. You guys do a podcast every single day. He listens every single day, but uh, how did this start? Because we, before we get into like all the football yeah. stuff, I want to know because uh, I think it's a genius idea because you have so many good people that that jump in on the, the contributors or whatever. Well, thank so, you. How did this start? Oh, this is a really good story. So. I've I kind of had this idea in the back of my head that I should do a podcast. And the other idea on the other side of my head was I did not want to do a podcast at all, like even a little bit. Uh, but it was kind of nagging at me and nagging at me. And as I've kind of mentioned on other you know podcasts of my own as well, like if I don't just go and do something, if I don't just start it, I will never do it. So because I'm very lazy by nature. Anyway, so um, I had been trying to think of like a podcast name. And if I thought of something, I'm like, all right, maybe maybe I'll put something together. So I had been, my idea in my head was I, I listened to the New York Times show, The Daily, um, quite often. And it's, uh, if you're not familiar, it's a, a daily news episode by The New York Times where they go over a different topic every single day. And my thought in my head was, you know, I think there's enough thirst for that in Packers Nation. And my idea originally was, let's do one episode Monday through Friday. I'll, I'll be Monday. I'll get one person to do Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. So five of us total, we'd each be in charge of our show and we'd do it five days a week, similar to what the daily does. And then I don't know if you remember this God awful commercial um, where there's like, it's a, it's a smoking um, ban commercial, like smoking cessation commercial where they're trying to stop people from smoking. And there's this lady who's like climbing up a mountain of cigarettes and they're like, Linda smokes 20 packs a day. And it's like, it was, it, I don't know what I was watching at the time, but it played over and over and over. And like it, to the point where like packs a day, packs a day, packs a day was just like ingrained in my head. And I'm like, packs a day, pack a day. Pack, the Packaday podcast, a daily podcast. And it just clicked. And like within five minutes of like me having that, I literally posted a message on Twitter. I'm starting a daily Packers podcast. Would anyone like to join? And to make a long story short, I expected maybe like, I don't know, four people to like reach out to me and like me have to like wrestle other people to try to do this. I also assumed that once I put it together, I would ultimately be filling in for people because they wouldn't do it. And I would end up basically doing five days a week. Um, well, ultimately I ended up with like 200 applications and having to sort through things and ended up with just the most insanely phenomenal group of people that you could possibly imagine. Ended up doing it seven days a week because I had enough people to do so. We launched it and the rest has been history. And now we're, I think, 910 episodes in and haven't missed, missed a day. So that's a really long answer to, I'm sure, a question you wanted a shorter answer to. No, it actually, because I, I was always curious because like uh like she said TV and Packaday podcast and there's a few others were like what started the whole 
anybody can do a podcast thing. Like, and I don't want to say anybody because it's not like you guys are all chumps or whatever. <laughs> if we can do it, anyone can do it. Yeah. It's a true story. No, but, it, but like, I, I always said it's because Cheesehead TV was like the first one that I that I saw, like a fan doing, like, you know, a fan. Yep. And then they had video and everything. And that was before I, I barely had a smartphone. And so, like, like, I don't know. It's cool because I never imagined that I would be having a podcast, like, when I was watching all you guys start your stuff. Like, I was like, oh, that's cool. Like, they... They just do their own thing, and they're like just fans and all that. And now, people for some reason tune into my stuff. But uh, dude, but I like, know the story. I know the story very, very well. I same the same thing for me. Yeah. So you're credentialed now. So you're like a real like ass reporter. Like you're like like. Yeah. So yes and no, right? So I I think a lot of people don't realize I have a full day job that I do every single day, nine to five. I'm a um. I basically do recruiting nationwide. I also have a team of people that reports to me. I do a variety of that stuff. So um, that that's my day job. Obviously, I have two kids, a wife, a family. Um, and then, oh, by the way, run a 365-day-a-year podcast, do writing for Packer Report, uh, do a new video every day. So the, the time is is not all there. But, um, you know, Ross Uglum took over at Packer Report after Bill Cuber left for SI. Um, you know, Ross does a variety of other things, North Dakota state, I think Kansas state, he does some to work with as well and realized that he couldn't just be a one man band running Packer report, like, um, like Bill was. And also obviously Ross isn't in the green Bay area to, uh, to do a lot of the media and the, the practices and things like that. So Ross reached out to me and said, Hey, would you like to be, you know, come on, be editor and, you know, be the one that's credentialed and, you know, go to games and be in the media sessions and things like that. So I'm like, uh, yeah. So that's kind of how that started. Um, I'm very cognizant of the fact, you know, the Domovskis and the Schneidmans and um, you know, the Wildies and those guys, I mean, and Ryan Wood, like those guys have sources and are on the ground reporting and are at practice every day. And I always, am, you know, want to give those guys credit first because they are there every single day reporting on stuff and I'm frankly, I'm not, I would love, I would love to be there every day. I would love to be in every media session. And, and frankly, just with the, the schedule I have, it's not, it's not feasible for me to do that. But um, yes, I am credentialed. I, I um, am able to attend, obviously, the, the media sessions, ask Matt LaFleur for his game plan every week and uh, do some of that. So it's, it's been amazing. No, I, I think it's, I think, I think the Packers have some of the best people reporting sure. on the Packers and just talking about the Packers. Besides me, but like there's like so many people that that are just talking about the Packers and uh, no, but yeah, like all right, no, but like back to like real quick, and then then I want to talk to you about the Rams, and then we'll get on to the Buccaneers. Yeah, my friend, or he's actually a supervisor at my work. I got to go into work early today because I I was working for him today, and I said, hey, I, I need to go into work early because uh, I got a podcast. He's like, yeah, whatever. I was like, Andy Herman's coming on because I know he listens to you. Like he listens to Pack a Day podcast. That's his shit. And then he was like, oh, really? He's like, you should ask him about – he's like, I listen to this dude every week. He's like, I don't miss a show. And I, I, I know because I really li – he listened to it one and a half times the speed, which is weird because he wants to listen to so many podcasts. Not mine, but other people's. But uh, you, your food takes, he's not a fan of. <laughs> Nobody's a fan of my food takes, Matt. He says, he's like, I listen to every show that he does, but – uh, his food takes and Thanksgiving almost made me just quit, but uh, 
This is a true story. I, I legitimately lost followers when I posted my, my Thanksgiving food takes. Like I legitimately, there was probably like 10 to 15 people who like, it was just like an immediate unfollow. And I'm like, like imagine having food takes that bad that somebody, somebody at one point is like, this guy knows what he's talking about the Packers. I'm going to follow him. And then is like, you know what? He knows so little about food. I am completely out. I'm unfollowing him and took the time. I was, my food takes were so bad. They took the time out of their day to specifically unfollow me. And I'm like, I'm never, never going to listen to that. I will never listen to that shit again. No, because I, I'm very similar. I, we'll get onto the Packers. I know a lot of people are leaving <laughs> as we talk about this, but like my food takes are, are like, I don't really talk about food a lot, but like, I'm a very picky eater. I, love, I eat a lot of macaroni and cheese, quick shit macaroni and cheese, by the way, very legit. Anyone in the Green Bay area, <laughs> dude, I eat, I, dude, I scuff that down. But anyways, I, I, I want to get onto the Rams and then we'll talk a little bit about the Buccaneers, obviously, sure. but the Rams, cause you know, I talk a lot of shit on the internet. <laughs> No. <laughs> so uh, I, I talked a lot. I think I talked more smack about because the thing is, I don't go into a week thinking I'm going to talk smack unless it's like a team that I know they can roll. But I get pissed off when people talk bad about the Packers and like, oh, the, you know, that that defense was so big and bad. They were going to do this and that. So then I started to get mad. And I was like, no, they're not. I, I don't I don't I didn't believe that. That was going to be the thing. I think the Packers are the number one offense they are going against number one defense. Like I, I, I was almost like insulted like someone was talking about my sister i was like dude like this offense is legit devonta adams isn't getting shut down obviously got slowed down like that that was what probably his biggest competition of the year but he did he got a, he got a touchdown and i know people like i, I I'm, I'm not like a like watch film guy people are like well he was in zone like i don't know <laughs> maybe i could ask you that so I don't know. You don't know me. I know either. But <laughs> I definitely don't know what he was doing. But I know that he got a touchdown. And if you're that great, like Ramsey is. Ramsey is. I'm not saying he's not. Yeah. But, like, uh, I just wasn't buying it. So, like, what did the Packers do to be able to, like, they had, a like, a record-breaking day against the number one defense in yeah. the, during the playoffs. So what did they do to just flourish like that? They ran their offense. It was beautiful. Yeah. I mean, it, it's basically kind of what you were saying, right? Like it's an offense that works and it's worked pretty much all season long. They've had, you know, the Tampa Bay game, we're about to find out if it was an anomaly or not. I tend to think that it was, um, you know, the, the Panthers held them a little bit because Green Bay got away from the run in the second half, but by and large, this is a team that's putting up 30 week in and week out. doesn't matter if you've got a Khalil Mack and Aaron Donald, even if he was banged up, it doesn't matter if you're the number one defense, Green Bay has the ability to put up points and score on anyone. And th this offense is just beautiful to watch. I, th I think the number one thing um, that, you know, I pointed out, Baldinger uh, pointed it out today as well, um, is, is how Green Bay was able to get five on fives with the running game against the, the Rams front. And it's it, the, the thing that I love about LaFleur is he has an answer for absolutely everything. So you're going to go, man, he has man beaters for days. You go zone, he knows how to beat zone. You're going to keep two safeties high. He's going to be able to run the ball against you. You keep a safety in, he's going to throw it deep to Devante and MBS and everyone else and their mother. So um, I just love that he has answers for everything. And in this game, we saw some of that two running back set, right, with A.J. Dillon and and Aaron Jones. And uh, just, you know, you had usually two players out wide, one to the other side. Jones goes in motion. There's three out, one there, two safeties deep. And you're playing five on five 
um, at the line of scrimmage. And remember, this is A.J. Dillon, who saw like more eight and nine man boxes than anyone in the history of football at Boston College. He's not looking at the line and seeing five guys in the box. And, you know, he can fall forward for like three yards without even trying in those situations. So um, and he was able to get nine yards, five yards, six yards. And um, I thought that was super impressive. But for the most part, the thing that I loved is they just stayed. I think the crazy thing is they played the number one defense, put up 450 yards of total offense, 30 plus points. And they left a ton of meat on the bone still. Like if he hits, if Rogers hits the deep ball to MBS, that's more points. If he hits uh, Devontae Adams on the double move where he's going in stride right before halftime, I think Devontae scores a touchdown on that play. And we're not talking about Devontae being slowed down or shut down. We're talking about him having another 100-yard game and two touchdowns. Um, you know, there's a the, the drop by Alan Lazard. There were a couple other plays on the opening field goal drive where Rodgers and his receiver were just a hair off, the one that flies off of uh, MBS's fingertips. Like, this, there's legitimately like high 40s points available to Green Bay in that game if they were just a tad sharper. And I think that's got to be just so insanely scary for any defense moving forward. Yes, yeah, so that's the thing like with the Bucks, like with, I, I got a lot of Bucks fans because when you talk shit like I do, like fans just chirp up. And, and it's not just the Bucks fans, the Patriots fans, it's Brady fans. And you got them in the chat here, I think. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I think I was just looking at that. No, no, because that that's what it is. Because I, I'm personal on Facebook. I talk so much shit because I go on the NFL page and ESPN. So I get a lot of people that follow my page who hate me. <laughs> they just, they hate. So when I go live, they, they they'll they'll jump in. But like, how does this defense rank to you like this Bucks defense versus the Rams? Because that's just a question I want to know. Because I know the Rams defense was ranked number one. I don't know where the Bucks rank. I don't know where the Packers rank. I know the Packers are like I think top ten, like going yeah. into the playoffs. I think they were like eight or nine. But uh, so how does this Bucks? Because I I know that they're good at taking the ball away. Yeah, I honestly don't know where they're at. I'd, I'd be shocked if they're not in the top 10. Um, all I know is this. Todd Bowles is one hell of a defensive coordinator, and he's going to provide enough challenge in and of himself for Green Bay uh, this weekend. And just what they're able to do, you know, if Vita Vey is able to play and play a high level, that's another element that Green Bay is going to have to deal with. But you, you just look, they don't have a ton of weaknesses. I mean, Antoine Winfield's playing really well um, in that safety role. You've got Carlton Davis, who's been fantastic at corner for them. Um, Levante David and Devin White, one of the best linebacking duos in all of football. I mean, Levante David should be, in my opinion, maybe first ballot is strong, but he is a Hall of Famer and maybe close to a first ballot Hall of Famer, in my opinion. Just never got the credit because Tampa's been terrible for so long. That dude is just such a phenomenal football player still up until today. And then you got Jason Pierre-Paul, Shaq Barrett on the outside, and Dominican Sue. McClendon doesn't get the credit that he deserves. Uh, Nunez Rochez doesn't get the credit he deserves. They're just a bunch of grinders up front. So they take away the run. You saw that. I think Aaron Jones had like 15 yards in the last game on like 10 carries, if I remember correctly. They, they stopped the run. They're aggressive on your uh, on your wide receivers. You saw uh, the two plays that were targeted to Devontae Adams, you know, tight coverage. Both end up interceptions in that Tampa Bay game. So, um, And they blitzed Green Bay really creativity in that regards. And I saw, I think it was Ben Fennel who posted that uh, Rogers hasn't been sacked on a blitz since that game, which is insanely impressive. So, you know, they've baked in some things to make sure that that doesn't happen again. This isn't going to be the same outcome. Green Bay is going to put up some serious points in this game, but uh, there's definitely challenges that Tampa Bay is going to provide defensively. Yeah. So you mentioned that it, it won't be the same outcome because Rogers mentioned it on, uh, on the Pat McAfee show. And I, I was saying it, like, I said it this morning. Actually, Bleacher Report DM me 
or like messaged me and said, uh, can we use your video? And NFL Films actually asked for an email address. I think they want to use my video, which they had before for like some TV show they have, which sure. I think is awesome. I, sure. I, I, dude, I love that. It's because like shit talking actually pe- pe- people want to hear it. But uh, yeah, but uh, I don't know. I forgot what I was saying. But uh, <laughs> defense. It's not going to be the same Pat McAfee show. Oh yeah, yeah. It's not going to be the the same game. Like dude, like. The Saints beat up on the Bucks, I think it was thirty-eight to three earlier in the season. They swept them. The, the, I think the second game was closer. But like this isn't the same team. Like Rogers said, like some teams get better, some teams get worse. Very rarely are they the same. Like I, I, I just, I just think that I, I I'm just, I, I just want the the team to see that because like I know that last year in the Niners game, which I don't like to talk about last year. Everyone wants to talk about the uh, NFC Championship game against the Niners, but that Niners team last year was good. Everyone knew they were good. Like, no one was... I wasn't talking a lot of shit before that game because, like, I knew the Niners... That would have been a really tough win. Like, the Packers had to play a really good game because the Niners were just really hot. And I feel like the Packers are similar to that Niners team last year. Is like, they're just coming in hot. Defense is playing... I, I, I don't think the Packers' defense gets a lot of credit that that they deserve. And, uh, yeah, I, I... So, what? how do you feel, like... How confident are you at, like like in this game? I I haven't heard like y- your yeah. pick or like how you how you think. Oh, that's the million dollar question, right? I mean, I I think this is a is a just a phenomenal matchup. And let's be fair, either of these teams can absolutely win this game. I think Green Bay is the slightly better team. I know Tampa Bay beat them up pretty bad their earlier matchup. Um, that's in Tampa. You know, obviously in in warmer weather. Uh, this is going to be a hell of a lot colder. I don't know that, how much that actually plays into the game, but I have a feeling that that turf might be a little bit longer this week, uh, making sure that Jason Pierre-Paul and, um, you know, and Shaq Barrett aren't, you know, exploding off the edges quite as quickly. Um, you know, Green Bay is is always well-prepared and, and just knows the right length of cleats. We've seen other teams come in and kind of be slipping around and, and not exactly know how to handle that. So, um, really like uh, how this ultimately stacks up for Green Bay. I think Green Bay's playing the right brand of football at the right time. Their defense is playing much better. Um, the offense is playing great. I, I, you know, I'm watching that Saints that Saints Bucks game, and I know Bucks ended up putting 30 up against the Saints, which is a really good defense in and of itself. The, the offense for Tampa just looked antiquated in comparison to Green Bay's offense, and what you know, and how many different things that Green Bay can can throw at you. Um, at the same token. Mike Patton's defense is daring you to kind of dink and dunk your way down the field, play, play bend, but don't break. There's literally no better quarterback in the history of the football to play that brand of football than Tom Brady, who is, you know, his lit. I mean, obviously he's arguably the greatest of all time period, but um, just taking underneath stuff and taking what's given to him. He feasts upon that. You know, he doesn't need to throw the ball downfield a ton. He's just going to take what you give him. And that's also what green Bay's defense likes to do. So I think that's, that, that's troubling. Um, if you're a Packer fan is, is that, how is that defense going to combat that? You know, your strength is Kenny Clark, Sedarius Smith, and some of those guys inside, but Brady gets rid of the ball so quickly. And guys like Tristan Wirfs and Ryan Jensen are playing just tremendous football for them. Ali Marpet. So, you know, Tampa Bay has some advantages. There's going to be, there's going to be some serious points in this game. I think Green Bay is going to struggle slowing Tampa. Um, but I, I mean, I think Green Bay has the ability to win this game, but Matt, I think this is a, this is a pretty close coin flip. Oh yeah. Cause I, I was talking smack today. Cause mostly because people were talking smack to me and I was talking smack back, but it, it's not no disrespect against Tom Brady because I, everyone knows what Tom Brady is. Tom Brady in the playoffs, like Tom Brady 
down 28-3 and all those you, know, those, you could talk a lot of stories. Tom Brady, I'm not, I'm not shit on Tom Brady. First of all, I, I actually like Tom Brady. I, I don't, a lot of Packer fans hate him. I, I really don't, cause I, he seems like a nice guy to me. I could probably have a beer with him. But, uh, <laughs> He probably wouldn't want to, but no, but like, yeah, Tom Brady is going to do his thing. I think this defense will have their hands full, but I think this defense doesn't get the credit that they deserve. Like in the last six weeks before the season, I saw the stats were like, uh, the Rams being the number one defense where they were like comparable. Like obviously they play different teams and all those things, but like, I, I think this defense, they're going to have their hands full, but I think that, that, that they can do it. And, and, and this Packers offense, like, I, I just don't, I think Aaron Rodgers seems like he's on a mission. Let me ask you this. Uh, what have we learned from Aaron Rodgers this year from the Pat McAfee show? Because I know that you've been tweeting about, so obviously you're, everyone's watching. Yeah. I just watched it as I was preparing for this. I was drinking a few beers, obviously, and uh, watching the Pat McAfee show. So what have we learned, if, if, if anything, from Aaron Rodgers from the Pat McAfee show? Oh, I don't know exactly what we've learned, but I, I, I've learned that that's, it's just one of the best pieces of content in whether you're talking about radio, podcast, TV, whatever you want to clarify it as, I don't care. It is as good as it gets. And first of all, Pat is as charismatic and as entertaining of a host as you could possibly have. You get this amazing blend of humor. I mean, you, there's no way that you don't bust out laughing at something that they say or do every single show. You get this captivating storytelling from Rogers and some of the things that have happened over the years. And it's, you know, anytime you pull back that curtain, right? Because we all watch the game on Sunday and we see what's happening. And then when Rogers opens up that door and pulls back the curtain and shows some of the behind the scenes, it's legitimately like getting to see, you know, the wizard behind the wizard of Oz. Or whatever. Yeah, it's, it it's amazing. And, you know, so you have that and then you toss in, like he'll throw in some like just insane X's and O's talk. Like you're like, he's talking, you know, to, you know, some you know, like, like Bill Belichick or something, but, you know, so we get to see, you know, the hardcore football fan gets to hear some of the, the X's and O's and what he's thinking on individual plays his, you get to see his true, in my opinion, his true person. I obviously don't know, you know, I don't know what Aaron Rodgers is really like, but you, it feels like his authentic, true personality really shows through because you can tell there's a friendship there and you can tell that Pat and th that entire group and Ty, you like get the most out of him and, and, you know, just there, it's just natural. Right. So I don't know. I, I don't know that I can point to any one specific thing and say, this is what we learned, but I, I just hope it happens for forever. I hope it keeps going after he's retired. Um, I hope, I hope those guys talk every single Tuesday. I hope it extends to like an hour and uh, just because it's as captivating and as, as good as anything that's on any content right now, period. Yeah. Cause like I was watching today and like I watch most weeks, like I try to watch every week, but sometimes like I forget and I'll, I'll, I'll end up watching it like back to back. So like, it doesn't even make yeah. sense. Like, Oh yeah, they're talking about that game. But, uh, <laughs> but like, just like how Rogers feels so like happy and he's almost like philosophical. Like yeah. I was watching today, like, and he was just talking about like being at peace and all that. And like young people might not get it, but I, as an old prick myself, I was like, I, I get what he's saying. And he was talking sure. about that, how like the young people might not get it, but like, I get it. Like he's just talking about like, it doesn't matter wins or losses because he's like it's not because it's winning. It's just because like he learned like you got to be at peace with yourself. And uh, dude, I, I dude Pat McAfee first of all is like I I watch him because I'm I, I'm trying to do my shit and like I'm like dude this guy like it it's got to be like a, a like a college quarterback watching Aaron Rodgers and they're like just watching film. But like I watch Pat McAfee like damn 
Like, that is so good. Like, not even at the Rodgers parts, because, like, obviously that's ridiculous. But just watching Pat McAfee do his thing, like, you you make podcasts, you make videos, you, you you do all these things, and you just watch someone, not even Pat McAfee, but a lot of people. But Pat McAfee is just like, damn, he's so good. I mean, it's not fair that somebody can be that talented. Like, you're an NFL player. You're in insane shape. He jumps in a wrestling ring in NXT <laughs> with um, with Adam Cole and just puts on an absolute show. Like, the, the insane – first of all, any celebrity that goes into a wrestling ring is immediately hated by wrestling fans because they're oh, yeah. like, you don't know what the hell you're doing. You don't know what the hell you're talking about. The fact he can get in a wrestling ring and make wrestling fans respect the hell out of him is insane. Like, he starts his own show, and it's the most much must-watch watch um you know podcast or video cast whatever you want to call it on anywhere it's it's insane how talented the guys also by the way like did announcing in uh for fox for a little bit was successful with that did some college football i think did did some wrestling announcing like the the amount that that guy can do and pull off and is it's mind-blowing and it's disgusting and it's not fair and i'm not jealous at all <laughs> dude i'm telling you dude i i try to learn from i know that you I want to get you out of here at a decent amount of time, but I want to get to some of these uh, questions. I, I, I asked people to text in some questions. Sure. I got a few here. Okay, the first one from Joey the Jaguar. You I love know, Joey. You know him. He says, uh, Joey the Jaguar here was wondering what Andy thinks the Packers can do to accolade other resources to handle Tampa's front, such as moving over a tight end. Also ask him about his beef with Peter. Bukowski. Thanks. <laughs> Great no. question, Joey. Uh, the Underage Packers podcast, much list, um, a must listen. Absolutely, it is. A very, very good show. Um, so I think to answer the, the first part of the question, um, I, I think Green Bay needs to come out and just be themselves. And I said the same thing against the Rams, and I feel the same way this week. Be yourself. Go out. Do what you do best. Have a plan in place if, you know, things start going to shit and, you know, you, and you're not, you know, running things the way that you want to and then have a counter for it. And then if you need to keep in a Mercedes Lewis, if you need to keep in a Jamal Williams, Jamal Williams, by the way, had the most insane, you know, uh, run blitz pickup. I was so pissed because the all 22 does like, they always do a great job of capturing everything. And like, it's just out of the frame enough where it's like, it's not worth posting it. But like he goes out to block like an edge rusher and like, he legitimately like offensive tackles the whole thing. Like the offensive tackles, like waiting for him to like need to help Jamal Williams on the plane. Jamal Williams was like, no, I got this. I'm good. I got it. I got but, it. Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> so like, I, I think you might see him a little bit more in the backfield that they start to have uh, some success with blitzing and things like that could be a, a bigger Jamal Williams game for in, in that regards. But I think Green Bay needs to run their offense. And then um, as far as it goes, obviously Peter's great, which I'll say, you know, gritting my teeth. But I think everyone can agree Packaday much, much better than Locked On Packers podcast. I think everyone knows, you know, I have more followers than Peter. Obviously much better looking than Peter, have better food taste than Peter. Um, so, I mean, it's just it's a, it's a simple rivalry, but one that I think I'm winning pretty decisively. Yeah. Your food takes, dude, I'm with you, bro. Everyone that I know tells me I eat like a toddler. I eat pizza Same. rolls. I eat, you know, if if they sell that quick trip, I'm gonna eat that shit. All right, <laughs> but uh, so I, I hear you. I got a question here that I want to get to. Uh, yeah, if we we can go longer too, Matt, you're all good. All right. Any any news on the on on the Dylan injury? 
Uh, you know, Matt LaFleur answered about it, but he was kind of nondescript. He basically said, we'll see what happens on Wednesday was his answer. He did end with saying, we're hopeful that he's going to be able to go or something to that regard, to that effect. Um, I, I actually more took it of like, he actually didn't know and he's hopeful that he's going to be able to go rather than him telling us, well, uh, we're hopeful that he's going to be able to go. Um, but uh, we'll see what happens. It, you know, ultimately, I think if you're down to, to, you know, Aaron, just Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams, you know, just those two, I think you'll be totally fine in this game still. And like I said, with Tampa Bay's ability to blitz um, from any angle at any time, um, I would actually expect them to go with the players that they rely upon in those situations a bit more in Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams anyway. So it's not to say I don't want him to be healthy, but um, I, I'm not exactly sure how much AJ Dillon would factor into this game plan anyway. Yeah, I, I think that Matt LaFleur is he seems to me like he's quiet. He's kind of like Belichick in that way. Like, I'll tell you what you need to know. You don't need to know everything. <laughs> yeah. So I'm, I'm looking at these comments, and uh, here's my mom. She's proud of me. Hey, what's up? Shout out to my mom. <laughs> no, but uh, we'll That's get. Awesome. <laughs> hey, my mom's tuning in. No, but uh, I got one here from. Uh... What? Who is your under the radar game changer for the Packers this Sunday? This is from. Uh, Green Bay Packers daily. Huh. I haven't, I haven't, I haven't like put this into thought yet. So I'm going to, I'm kind of put on the spot in this one, which is not a bad thing. Um, you know, I, I think it, I think it has to be in some capacity the, the, you know, the Kevin Kings and the Chandon Sullivan's and this Packers defensive backfield. I think those guys need to have a really big game. And I think, <laughs> I think, uh, you know, you look at just Antonio Brown and, and Miller and Johnson and, and, uh, and Godwin and Evans and that entire crew. Um, I, I'd expect Green Bay to go some man, but I expect a lot of zone too. I don't think you want to necessarily get Chandon Sullivan man on man with Antonio Brown a ton in this game. Um, I would expect, um, I expect Darnell Savage to do a lot of, his robber role and, and kind of cheating up front and trying to see if he can't get into some of those throwing lanes that, that Tom Brady likes to use a little bit more, but I and Shannon Sullivan have to have their best games. And we've seen it from both of them at times, right? I know everyone likes to often pick on Kevin King um, and who's had some struggles at times, right? But he's also had some bangers at, at corner as well. Um, we need him to have a banger this week and Shannon Sullivan, same thing. You know, he's had his ups and downs the season, thought he was great last season, started the season great, had that pick six. I thought he struggled in the middle of the season, kind of lost his confidence a bit, has been playing better as of late. Those two have to show up huge in this game. Yeah, I, I, I think that, uh, yeah, like everything, I, I, I don't even know how to like add on to that. Cause like, <laughs> <laughs> like I, I was saying that earlier because I, I was talking to my wife. I was watching you and Nagler talk. And uh, I was like, yeah, I was like, I'm watching because, you know, I was like, yeah, I'm going to research to see what he's talking about. Because I, I don't get a lot of chances to, to watch a lot of uh, videos or podcasts or whatever. I mean, I, I do when, like when I can because Peck and I podcast is a must. But, uh, but, but like I don't get so I was watching I was like yo I'm not on that level. <laughs> you guys, no, you, know, you, you guys I, do great. Yeah, and same same with you, man. You're you're doing amazing work, and you know, and I think I've told you this in the past. I mean, if I try to go out and be Nagler or Wildy or Domovsky, right, it's gonna come off fake and and just you know, it's not it's not genuine. Like I have to be myself, and I have to you know own my bad food takes, and um you know and, and do that sort of thing. And same thing with you, like. Um, you know, you've got a you've got a brand that I there's no way in hell that I could pull off. If I got if I got buzzed and went on a microphone and and started spewing shit at uh, you know opposing teams, like everyone would just be like, who the hell is this guy? It just wouldn't work because that's not who I am. And like you know, 
if everyone were the same and, and doing the same sort of things, it, it wouldn't be that entertaining for Packer fans. And as you were pointing out so appropriately moving forward, the Packer fan base is, is the most blessed fan base in the world is because there's, there are a million different avenues, whether you want a daily podcast, whether you want a once a week podcast, once a month, whether you want more of, uh, you know, of, of just a fan talk, right. Whether you want somebody that's going to analyze the tape, whether you like, whether you want a reporter that's there every day at practice, like you can pick and choose like a Ben Fennel, who's just the greatest in the world at breaking down film. Like you, you can pick and choose what stuff that you want to, you know, digest. And you are a huge part of that and what you're doing and, and bringing that side of things as well. So it's, it's awesome, man. I appreciate what you're doing. No, I, I really appreciate it. Especially coming from you. No, because I, I think that's totally like, so how many times do you watch him? Because I, I, I I've seen a lot of guys who like break down to like people who really know what they're talking about. Cause like, I'm not one of those guys. Like I mostly talk shit. Like I know, but I don't, I, I don't know as like as much as like you guys. I'm, I'm not even shitting myself there. I just, but like how many times do you watch a Packers game to like, cause you grade players, right? Like you yeah. grade like every damn play. Like, you know, so much, how many times do you watch every game? Yeah. So here's my normal process. So obviously I watch the game live and uh, I, I try to still have some enjoyment and I'm not still, I not try. I still have enjoyment of it as a fan and watching it as a fan. I, I can no longer completely turn like the analysts off and, and stop thinking about that sort of thing. Um, but I'm still watching it as much as possible as a fan in that moment. Um, and then um, I usually start kind of putting together my recap and usually Sunday nights are days that I do the audio podcast. So I'm doing my audio podcast. I'm doing my video podcast. I'm doing post-game press conferences with LaFleur. I'm writing up my, my article for Packer Report the next morning. So I'm doing all of that. Now we're at like two in the morning, right? And then uh, usually from there, I I usually watch the um, the condensed version on, on Game Pass. So it's usually about 35, 40 minutes to watch the full thing back on the condensed version. So I want to I want to watch that back either late Sunday night or early Monday morning, assuming it's a, a Sunday game, um, so that when I you know go on radio or talk to Nagler, um, that I have been able to watch it again with you know a little bit more of an analytical eye. And then when the All 22 comes out on Monday, I'll watch on Monday and I'll go through and, and every single play one at a time, watch every single player on that play, run it through, and make sure that I've given a grade to everyone on that play. Um, and I usually do that first for whatever group had the least snaps, just because it gives me some momentum. And just in case something crazy happens and like I get sick or something, at least I can get one of those done and I can put the other one off till later in the week if need be. But um, so whatever group has had less snaps, I'll start with them first. And then on Tuesday night, we'll usually go. So as soon as we're done here, I'm going to dig into the, the defenses film in a little bit greater detail and give all those grades. I think I'm 14 plays in so far. I've got another about 38 to go somewhere around there. So I'll do that tonight and then uh, post my grades uh, later this week and then go on to Tampa. So like do uh, someone actually asked this question. I wasn't going to ask it, but now I'm kind of interested. So yeah. brought up the grades. Do players or coaches or anyone ever give you grief? Like if you give a bad grade or cause I, I know that obviously they talked to you. Did anyone be like, yo, what the hell? I deserve I deserved a little more than that. I haven't yet. I haven't yet. I had Josh Jones reach out to me once. I wrote an article about how I thought they should use Josh Jones within the defense. And he reached out to me and is like, hell yeah, you know what you're talking about. That's exactly how I should be used. And 
it obviously things went to shit after that with Josh Jones. Um, <laughs> you know, he ended up on the town. Um, and even at the time I wanted to be like, Josh, you should probably listen to your coaches and not me. Uh, they probably know <laughs> a little bit more what they're talking about than what I do. But um, I had that happen. And then um, Casey Hayward, this was a long time ago. So when he was moved, uh, when I think, I, I forget who they lost that corner, but it looked like Casey Hayward was going to have to move to outside corner. This is well before I even wrote for Chisa TV. I think I was writing for Title Town Sound Off at the time. I wrote, I wrote an article of like whether or not, and I probably had like, I don't know, 800 followers or something at the time. I wrote an article of like, can Casey Hayward hang on the outside? And one of the things that I wrote about and I, there was a ton of stuff that I wrote like glowingly about him, but I wrote about whether or not he had the speed to play on the outside. And he just like messages me on Twitter and he's like, Oh, right. I don't have the speed with like crying emojis and like, yeah. you know, giving me shit for like, and of course then he goes to the, the chargers and plays on the outside and it's like an all pro player. <laughs> after. Um, I'm surprised he didn't message you back. Like, see, yeah, I know. Right. And I, I think he probably quickly forgot about me and never you know, listened to anything I had to say again. But uh, so I've had a couple of those moments, but nothing, nothing too egregious that, that is uh, that come up. I think maybe thankfully for me, the, the articles for Packer report are behind a paywall. So I don't know how many Packers are, are paying to, you know, see my grades every week, maybe, you know, before when they were on cheese, cheese at TV, they were obviously accessible to everyone at any time, but Again, I had less of a following. I don't know that the Packers knew who I was at the time. So uh, maybe I'm just lucky that, you know, they're not willing to, to pay Packer Report to, to see my grades, which everyone else should do, by the way, because they're awesome. Oh, yeah, they, they definitely should. I remember waking up like a month ago, like three in the morning and seeing your face on my TV. Like I could hear you. And I, and I was like kind of half awake and I, and I could hear you talking about the Packers. And I was like, is that freaking Andy Herman? Because I, I, I watch your, your YouTube videos. And yeah. I woke up and I was like, "There you were. You're on uh, on my TV at three in the morning. It wasn't an info commercial. It was you <laughs> breaking on a pack. So, like, what what show is, is that? Pack report that that's on TV? No, that's a uh, Green Bay Nation. I'm assuming. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. So WFRV, we do a weekly show. It's usually Marcus Eversol and I um, missed last week because I had a sore throat and just didn't want to endanger anyone. I knew it wasn't COVID, but I just wanted to be transparent and say, hey, just in case. And thankfully, Schneidman was able to fill in for me. And um, but, uh, you know, no, I'll be back this week. And no, that's another crazy opportunity. So it's still crazy to me. Like, I think today I was on uh, the radio in Kansas. Yesterday I was on in Boston. I was on in Hawaii twice last week. Like, just the stuff that has happened. I was on, I did a TV hit for like the Madison area this week. Like all this stuff is just beyond insane to me. And uh, it's easy. I mean, it's at the end of the day, it's not like it's that big of a deal. It's it's still small potatoes in comparison to everything else, but it's still super crazy to me that again, I've been able to have this platform and talk Packers with anyone period. No, dude, I, I, I think it's awesome because even the, the stuff I get to do, like I, I'm, I'm getting close to having a really cool sponsor to my show and to, and, and to my podcast nice. and like, dude, like, like, uh, Pat McAfee had me on his show, like not literally, but he played my clip on his show and I about died. Like I went to work and people were like, you were on the Pat McAfee show. And I was like, yeah, whatever. No big deal. <laughs> you know, but like, uh, I was, I was on, uh, I forget what the show is called now, but it was on Amazon. It, it's an NFL show. Like uh, NFL Network kind of branch off, I think it is. NFL Films like DM me and said, "Hey, can we use this for our show?" And I was like, "Yeah." So that and they actually DM me today and said, uh, "It's us again. Can you just give us your email address?" But mostly it's because my rant videos, because I rant and I, you know, they're. It's great though. I mean, that's amazing. Like, it's still again, that that's amazing content and uh, people love that stuff. I mean, 
trust me, there's a hardcore audience for that that would much prefer that over like, it, it's so funny because I will break down a tape of whatever, right? And I'll spend, you know, hours looking at it and and reviewing the tape and, and putting it together. Like, or I'll do like an undrafted free agent breakdown and I'll post it on Twitter and it'll get like 32 likes. And then I'll post something like, I fucking love the Packers. I don't know if I can swear. <laughs> And no, like, like 10,000 likes. And it's just like, this, this is why you don't have hardcore analysis on ESPN and you have people yelling um, on first take at each other about, you know, the one you pointed out today of, you know, that they should wait to play the game until Pat Matt, uh, Patrick oh. Mahomes is healthy. Like, that's why that crap is on TV is because um, people like a lot of that stuff and uh, the, the stuff that's, you know, breaking down film with a great deal of minutia, you know, People don't always care about that stuff. So, and again, that it's all to go to the say. To, I'll go to say, what Packer fans have is amazing because you can get all of it, and each of us kind of plays our part, and that's that's what I love about it. Yeah, see, like most of my stuff, like that. If I'm ranting, it's mostly because what I'm seeing in my on my Twitter and like people. And first, when when you talk shit, people talk shit back, which yeah, I for sure. I respect. I, I love it all. Like Bears fans, I made so many Bear fan friends because Bear fans are actually kind of cool where they're like i like your shit i'm gonna talk shit back and it's it's kind of receptacle but like bucks fans kind of turn me off a little bit because they're like like patriot fans who like turn buck fans whatever i don't want to talk about that but like but like do what what cowherd said today like just showed like what he is because i've had people at work people at work will give me ideas for videos and they're like you should say this you know and it'd be like some crazy take like i'm not trying to be skip bayless like everything i say is kind of just like like emotional like I, I read some shit so i get mad so i most of like my stuff in my truck is like i'm leaving work because i read twitter at work and i get mad i don't want to say mad because i'm not like actually Arr! but you know i, I get kind of like football razzed up so i get in my truck and I, I i'll just yell some stuff and uh but like yeah pe people like this stuff but i'm not gonna say shit i don't believe just yep. to get clicks because i think like what coward said today he doesn't believe that like Dude, no one, no one would thinks we should cancel the game because I love Patrick Mahomes. I love watching him play. I think he's a baller, and I love all those things. But like, no one's canceling or postponing the game because he got hurt. Like Aaron Rodgers broke his collarbone. You know, they didn't shut it down. I saw one tweet that said Bears fans want to want to cancel the season until Rodgers retires. <laughs> Sounds about right. I mean, should probably wait till Bakhtiari gets back healthy then to to play the NFC Championship yeah. too. Like, let's just wait till next. I don't know what, you know, September, October, till he's fully healthy and ready. And then we can go back and play the NFC championship against the bug. I mean, this is ridiculous. But like you said, it's it's not even worth bringing that stuff up because it's there for entertainment purposes yeah, it, only. It's like Kardashians of sports. But let me ask you this real quick before we go, because I don't I don't like talking about offseason stuff when uh like we're in, in, in you know NFC championship week. But I, I saw uh someone said that a, uh Aaron Jones was offered a contract but he denied it and i and they uh they said it was devoxy that said it but i went back on his twitter and i couldn't find it so like is that a real thing because maybe i just didn't see it i didn't see it i haven't heard it uh doesn't mean that it didn't happen um but i haven't seen anything on that um but i mean who the hell knows i mean it wouldn't shock me if it, it sounds like you know from what i've heard from jones in the past is that they've um, you know, they've wanted to get a deal done. So it wouldn't shock me if there was, you know, just some back and forth between, um, you know, Gutekunst and his agents. I have no inside information here. So I'm just spitballing out, you know, yeah. here and kind of talking well, about, but, but, um, you know, I think, 
I would be surprised if there were any conversations at this point, because the last thing you want to do if you're Brian Gutekunst is to start talking contract while your team is in the middle of a playoff run. Right. And it's not to say that something didn't happen earlier this season or, you know, maybe prior to the season started, but at this point, like the worst thing you could have happen is like you make an offer to Aaron Jones and he's offended by it. And now it's affecting his mindset before he's playing against Tampa. Right. So I'd be surprised if there was anything recent. Um, the only way there'd be anything recent is if you went to Aaron Jones, like we want to make you the highest paid running back in football, yeah. which isn't happening. Right. But then, then you have that conversation. But other than that, I, I don't see that happening right now. Yeah. So like what's floored on, on Facebook. Cause uh, I have a Facebook group. Someone posted it and they said Rob Dabowski tweeted it that they offered him a top five contract, but he turned it down because he wanted more guaranteed money. So what I did, I went right to his Twitter to like find out like if he tweeted that. I didn't see it. I didn't want to call him out and say, oh, it's fake, you know, whatever. But I thought, you know, I got I got Andy Herman, so I'll, I'll ask him. So, like, yeah, I, I, I agree because I was like, they wouldn't do that at this moment of time. It would be dumb to, like, offer that. They would wait till after they win the Super Bowl. But, uh, no, hey, I, I appreciate you taking the time. Andy Herman, let me throw this up here. Pack-A-Day podcast. They have so many, if I can get it here, Pack-A-Day podcast, they have so many good people. <laughs> so many good people. Hey, can I get you to say one bad thing about uh, Alex Strofe? Oh, I don't know that I have like... Alex comes on my, uh, we actually collab, we do a post-game show together. Alex is my guy, but I like to like to talk trash a little bit to him. So like, uh, it's better to talk football with me than Alex probably. Yeah, no, I mean, you guys are both great. I don't have, like, I haven't worked with Alex enough yet. To, like, I think we started doing the podcast on Mondays together, maybe like a few months ago. Uh, but I haven't worked with him enough yet to, like, really know, like, what he's bad at and to make fun of him for. So I unfortunately don't have any dirt on Alex. I, you know, one of the lame things about the, the team that I put together on Packaday is that they're all freaking awesome. So uh, I can't, I don't have too many bad things to say, which is really bad. Like they, they have, I'm sure way more bad things to say about me. So if you bring on Alex or Maggie or Dusty or Steve, Sarah, whomever, um, I'm sure they can, they, they'll be able to find some stuff on me much easier. Yeah. Cause uh, I, 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 I know that the thing about Alex is they say he looks like Harry Potter. So if you want to use that, if you ever want to insult him. I think he likes it though, so don't tell him that. No, but hey, I, I appreciate Andy Herman. Everyone, thanks for listening. Uh, Pack a Day podcast. He has a YouTube channel. He has uh, obviously a podcast. Great contributors. Shout to Cheesehead TV. All the people that are involved. You guys run Packers uh, uh, Twitter and like all the podcast shit. I'm just glad that people people actually think that I'm part of it or like are, uh, in the circle. But hey, I appreciate everyone tuning in. Uh, Andy Herman.